We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast, a special edition. I'm joined by Kyle Porter, as always. I'm Carson Cunningham. Kyle, we have a very special guest. Let's get right to him, huh? Yeah, let's uh, let's give him a call. I'm fired up about this one. Maybe maybe the best, biggest guest we've ever had. So let's get to this week's Coupe Works Guest of the Week. Coupe Works brewing great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the bold DNR Belgian Strong Ale, or the refreshing Horny Toad Blanc. For your next watch party tailgate or get together with friends, enjoy a cold Coupe Works, and please remember to drink responsibly. So as everyone probably knows by now, we had a chance to talk to Coach Mike Boynton, head basketball coach at Oklahoma State today. Uh, we had a great chat. He was awesome. Um, there, there was a little bit of mix-up in communication at the very beginning. Uh, we decided to leave it in the podcast because uh, it was really funny, and uh, Coach Boynton was a really good sport about it. We really appreciated that. But he also referenced it at the very end of our conversation, so we didn't want that part to not make sense to people. Uh, so thanks to him. Uh, for the interview, it was really fun, and for uh, being such a great sport about what you're about to hear. OSU basketball is Mike. Hey, Mike. This is uh, Carson Cunningham uh, from Channel Five calling hey, to Carson. talk. To- How you doing, man? Good. I'm here with uh, Kyle Porter. We were hoping to talk to uh, Mike Boynton today. This is he. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I, I Mike, knew- I thought you had like a, I thought you had like a, a minion to answer the phone for you or something. My bad. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I knew that, and I knew that Carson didn't know that, and I just wanted to see how it was going to play out. <laughs> Man, that's brutal. That's all right. Just let, just let him roll himself under the bus, huh? I did. Well, was- we can we can edit that out real quick. I'm sure we can do that. <laughs> Mike, Mike, let me uh, let me introduce you for the podcast, and then we'll get started asking some questions. Is that cool? Sounds great, man. Yep. We are now joined by the head coach of Oklahoma State men's basketball, Mike Boyton. Mike, uh, thanks for joining us. First question I have for you. Oh, Kyle, you claimed first question, didn't you? I'll let you go. I did. Uh, Mike, we, we really appreciate your time. Um, excited about this, this upcoming season to, to see what it has to offer. I know you're watching the finals right now, so I want to lead you off with uh, a, maybe an easy one, maybe a tough one. If, if you were to add somebody to the Oklahoma State basketball program for 2017-18, would you rather add LeBron James or Steph Curry? Yikes. Wow. Oh, man. Um, it's hard to pass up on the best talent uh, in the game, and that's LeBron. So I, I would have to take I'd have to take LeBron. Uh, he does so many things to make his teammates better. Uh, and I say that, and I'll, I'll say that uh, with some reservation, only because I've never coached against LeBron. I've coached against Steph Curry four times, and he's not had less than 40 yet. <laughs> so I have no desire to coach in the NBA until he at least retires. Unless That's going to happen. Mike, I actually just returned from Brooklyn, New York, your old stomping grounds. My best friend lives there. Uh, two questions. Have you ever eaten at the meatball shop in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn? And what is the best place to eat if you haven't eaten there in Brooklyn? Um, you know, I've, I've eaten at the meatball shop in, in Williamsburg. Actually, my, my, my one of my mom's sisters, my aunt, still lives in Williamsburg, and that's the place we go at least once every time we're up there for a few days. Um, I wouldn't say that's my favorite place, though. Uh, Peter Luger's Steakhouse is really good. Uh, Not Ray's Pizza is a place that's about two <laughs> blocks from my old high school. 
um, that I go to basically every visit. I try to find my way to Brooklyn to get a slice of Not Raised Pizza. Uh, Raised is a huge chain up there, but this place is called Not Raised, which is so New York, right? It's just <laughs> yeah. Not Raised. Uh, so th- those are some of my favorites. That's a different way of life up there, Mike. I mean, Stillwater and Brooklyn could not be more different. Just, uh, I know you go up there and visit a lot, but just what's it like? Uh, you know, you've been to South Carolina, obviously now Oklahoma. What's it like being from Brooklyn and then going to these and living in just very different parts of the world? Well, I love, I love everything about Brooklyn except living there. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed growing up there, and I love everything that helped me become. I could not imagine going back and living there again. Um, there's a lot of great things about visiting um, Brooklyn, New York, and a lot of good things to do and neat things to see. Uh, you can get you can get just about anything you you want uh, in New York City, but you talk about a fast pace of life uh, and just nonstop action. I'm past that point in life. I need some downtime at some point. <laughs> uh, and so my transition to South Carolina when I was 18 was a bit of a shock. Uh, but now at 35, I am very, very comfortable in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Well, I wanted to ask you that because it seems like from, from an outsider's perspective that, that these jobs, head coaching job, even assistant coaching job, they're so busy. They're so pressure packed. What do you do to get away? What do you do when you're like, I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm just, I just need to take 12 hours or 24 hours. What's your, what's your downtime look like? I don't know. <laughs> yet. <laughs> I wish I had a good answer for that. Uh, and my wife is urging me that I need to figure that out soon. Uh, because I've been committed to taking her on a vacation since we got married in 2011 and it has not happened yet. So um, I think one of the first conversations that we actually were able to sit down and have uh, after I got the head coaching job was like, we are going on vacation. (laughs) So we're we're working on those plans, and hopefully we can get away for a few days at the end of the summer. But call me back in September, and hopefully I'm still married, so that means we would have gone on vacation, (laughs) and I can tell you about that trip. I know how how those conversations go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Mike, you've been you've been very busy. I've been really impressed with how you've just kind of been out and about and just kind of making the rounds and really uh, introducing yourself to everyone involved with Oklahoma State. What's been probably um, the most striking part so far of your job being the head coach at Oklahoma State? What like what has not necessarily surprised you, but what has stood out so far becoming you know the head man? Well, first, you know, you don't meet as many people as an assistant coach that are like true supporters, obviously get to know some of the fans and and stuff like that. But I've obviously had an opportunity to really meet some of our uh, most arduous supporters. uh, And we have tremendous supporters of this program, uh, obviously throughout this state and in great, uh, great different parts of the country. So uh, that's been a very comforting part of this job for the first two and a half months or so is just knowing how many people really want to see us have success uh, and so that's something that I've been really, really dialed in on trying to recruit to and try to sell is that this place is unbelievably loyal and committed uh, to supporting this program. And so that's been one of the m- most impressive things about it is everywhere you go, people uh, are, are speaking positively. And obviously the, fr- the week leading up to me getting the job was very tenuous uh, the way Brad left, and then obviously people didn't know me well when I first got the job, so there was a lot of question marks. But as I've gotten a chance to get to know people 
and have had a chance to sit down and speak with people and speak about my vision for the program. Uh, people have been very, very welcoming and supportive of what we're, we're going to try to do over the next 10, 20, 30 years, hopefully. Mike, you've talked a lot about, uh, I think, priority one being recruiting and 1A, I believe you said, is, is your current players. And, and on the recruiting front, I'm, I'm curious. I, I want you to pretend like I'm a recruit. I'm 6'1 in yeah. real life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pretend like I'm 6'7. I can defend. I can shoot. I went to high school in Houston. H- how are you going to sell me on uh, being this, this top player in the Houston area coming to Stillwater to play for Oklahoma State University? Well, for us, you know, so much of what we do in evaluating is trying to find the fit. So that's what we got to identify first. But once we figure out that your talent, your character are all aligned with the things that we want to have represent our program, we want to know then what your goals and aspirations are. And so if becoming a pro is a part of your priorities, then we want to continue to emphasize to you we've had several guys become pros from this program. Yeah. Some have been here for four years. If you're interested in not being here for four years, we've had guys leave early and become pros. Marcus Smart being the most recent one to make it, and Jawan Evans will make it soon. Uh, we've got opportunities here to play in the final weekend of college basketball season where all eyes are on you. So if you want to play for a national championship, the opportunity to do that is here. Uh, and if you really care about playing at a place where people really care about basketball, where the fans really get behind their team, then I can show you several clips of our arena erupting uh, from last season alone, uh, a team that started 0-6 in Big 12. And then three weeks later, you know, the, not even three weeks later, you know, we won our first game in Lubbock on January 21st, and the next week we play Arkansas at home. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like the roof was coming off the building. Maybe <laughs> we had one – we had two <laughs> Big 12 wins. Yeah. I mean, you know, so just at the time was a very okay team. Yeah. On that day, you know, we played really well, but the fan support is phenomenal. So, you know, you have a combination of things here that just I think kids really, really is appealing to them and their families is they're going to have unbelievable support. They're going to have an opportunity to fulfill all their dreams, whether it be becoming a pro or trying to win championships. And we hope that they want to do both. We want to recruit guys who want to do both of those things. And those are things we really, really try to emphasize. You know, beyond that, we got unbelievable administrative support. Uh, We have the the best resources that you can have uh, in terms of facilities and things of that nature. So there's a lot to sell. And we, we think we've done a good job so far and we'll continue to do that in recruiting. Yeah. My Kyle's blog follows recruiting very closely. And I've been almost taken aback by how many doors you're getting in as far as recruits that are in the top, top upper echelon of, of high school recruits. I mean, you're getting in doors probably that Oklahoma state really hasn't gotten in, in the past. What do you think is the big difference between, I mean, I, I think you're even Mike recruiting a higher level of recruit than even maybe Brad Underwood was. What, what led you to believe that you could, could get in these doors and how much success do you think you've had so far? I know you can't mention specific names, obviously, yeah. but just how successful yeah. do you think you've been so far with that? I think the first thing you have to have is a passion for recruiting. Uh, and it's something that I'm really, really passionate. I'm obsessed with recruiting. Uh, and so I follow it daily even with all the other responsibilities, there's not a day that goes by that I don't talk to four or five kids and three or four coaches and parents uh, because I really feel like to continue to build this program, we want to have the best players possible. And with that said, when we look at how you recruit at Oklahoma State, we want to have the best players from the state of Oklahoma play for us every year. If there's a kid that's good enough to help us win a Big 12 championship, 
and that's how we value whether they're good enough or not. Can this kid help us win a Big 12 championship? We want to, we want him to play for the Cowboys. And we want every one of those kids in the state to be, be a part of our program. Now, the truth is, year in and year out, we don't have a ton of those guys in state. So then once you start recruiting out of state, you're going into other people's backyards, and I don't want to just recruit the seven, 70th best player from another state. I want to try to get the best guy from there too. <laughs> so we're not going to back down in recruiting battles because other people have location advantages. Yeah. If a kid's interested in going away, we want to talk about those things that we just talked to you about, the opportunities to be a pro and win a championship that have been here. Tony Howard's not from Oklahoma. He came here and he made the Final Four, and he's been a pro for a long time. Uh, so there's proven uh, opportunities for guys to come here and have success. So when we start evaluating the things that are important to us, if we find a kid that's in New York City, for example, where I already have a relationship, I don't care where he's ranked or who's recruiting him. <laughs> I'm going to put everything I have into trying to make him understand how Oklahoma State can help him achieve his goals. If that kid's in Florida, the same thing. I don't care who's recruiting him. It doesn't matter to me who else is recruiting him. Uh, my job is to try to sell our program, and if that's the best player in the country, great. If he's 90th, I'm cool with that too. If we think what he brings has value to what we're trying to build. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about it, and I think you can talk about this. You can tell me if you can't, but Zach Dawson, I believe he is yeah. enrolled now in school. Just what, yeah. are, what are your thoughts on him in terms of his ceiling as a college player and where he fits in, in into your program? Yeah, I'm not sure I know what Zach's ceiling is. I think he's that I think he's got that much potential. Um he is probably one of the top four or five guys in terms of long term potential that I've ever recruited. Uh and I've watched Zach develop over the last year in a way that I haven't seen very many seventeen year old guys make a jump. You know, a lot of times what you see is a kid who kinda blows up over a summer, which Zach did last summer, um, kinda take a step back a little bit before they take those steps forward. And the improvement he made from and just this one year have been really, really encouraging to me. Uh, but now the real work starts uh, because the guys on our campus aren't conceding anything, uh, and I, I don't expect them to. And Zach knows he's going to have to come in and earn everything he has. But he's got unbelievable potential. He can play multiple positions. He's an unbelievable defender. And what's going to make him really good is that he's not satisfied, which is giving them position, giving them an opportunity to make that improvement over the last year, and like to have him and Michael Weathers here already, and those guys are itching and scratching to get in the gym, and I'm like, well, we got to do these physical things first. <laughs> yeah, you got to take a physical. We got to get you cleared. Um, but that's really encouraging that those guys are eager to get to work uh, and excited about the future here. And Mike, obviously your first year head coach and the, the big 12 is just absurd with the list of, of head coaches in that league. And just, I think every coach has made at least like a sweet 16 or there's some ridiculous stat like that. Just obviously recruiting will help you in the long run. Just what's it, what's it going to be like for you going up against such a, a murderer's row of, of head coaches in the big 12? Yeah. I mean, I've got unbelievable respect for all those guys uh, from you know, all the way down the line, up and down. I, I don't know them all personally. I know some better than others. Uh, and I think they all do a really good job with, with their individual programs. Um, but, you know, I, I've overcome the odds a lot in my life. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this as being another challenge, uh, one that's great. Uh, but I think if I can get the right guys here and I'm prepared to coach them the way that I think the game is supposed to be played, we're going to win more than our fair share of battles 
uh, with all of them. Uh, Carson uh, made me promise to ask about this. We have a, a little segment in our podcast sponsored by Chris's University Spirit, and um, we want to hear about just uh, – I don't, I don't know how much you can talk about this, but uh, your plans for uh, future uniforms at Oklahoma State, are they, are they uh, still changing uh, this upcoming year? And uh, just maybe if you have anything that you can reveal uh, about what they're going to look like. Um, I, I, I don't know how much specifics I can talk about. We, we, there are talks of bringing back the the cursive uniforms on yes. a more permanent basis. Um, and, and I'm very, very supportive of that. Um, but, but just like everything else, you know, so much of what we do is based on continuing to, to stay in track to recruit really good players. And so we want to always try to evolve, uh, in what we're doing. So, um, Obviously, our blue uniforms got a lot of play last year. When we bring kids on campus, they all want to take the pictures in those. <laughs> as I'm sure you see a lot of them post yeah. those photos. Um, so, again, we're always evolving, and we want to continue to put ourselves in a position where, where the young guys uh, think it's cool. I mean, part of it is they, they got to think it's cool to come here and play at Oklahoma State. So uh, that's part of recruiting. But we certainly respect that our fans like uh, some of the vintage things that we can do, and we'll continue to uh, listen to those needs and try to accommodate those as well. Yeah, I was applauding. The uh, the Curse of Cowboys are a huge hit amongst the fans. And and actually, the last conversation I had with Brad Underwood was about this. He was telling me about the uniforms or whatever. And he said that recruits care more about like the gear, like the shoes, the jerseys, all the gear they get from Nike and Jordan and whatever, more than like the locker room that's like brand new and state of the art. Once they're in there for like five minutes, he said, they just want to know about the gear. So <laughs> it's cool that you're a Nike school and a Jordan school. So you can get all that cool stuff for the Absolutely. recruits. I'm sure they love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the kids like the facilities and, and obviously that's another area. I mean, it's another area where you want to continue to stay, you know, ahead of the pack or, or at least not get left too far behind. You can't upgrade every year, um, but you want to make sure that you don't get uh, where your facilities are completely outdated. And now people are recruiting against you. Uh, in those regards, so you try to you try to fight off as much negative recruiting as possible uh, with, with regards to facilities. Uh, Coach, uh, I, I want to ask, uh, and this is kind of just uh, off topic, but just the best college player you've ever come across. You said you saw Steph numerous times. I, I'm just curious about it, you know. I think Carson and I talk a lot on here about you know whether it's KD at Texas. I loved Wally Zerbiak when he was at uh, at Miami of Ohio and they went to the Sweet 16. Just kind of your memories of college basketball and, and a guy that you were maybe irrationally loved growing up or while you were playing or, or even after that. Yeah, so I grew up. I'll take it to a few. I grew up watching the Big East, uh, and so you know, Georgetown basketball was a big deal in my house because my dad was a big Patrick Ewan fan. I was a Knicks fan. Uh, so I watched a lot of them. Uh, and, and so watching Allen Iverson in college was like unbelievable to me. Uh, but guys like Kerry Kittles and Ray Allen were also guys that I followed as a, as a young guy. When I started playing college basketball, I was less of a fan, but I always appreciated unbelievable talent. Um, and so playing against Tayshawn Prince when he was at Kentucky and Keith Bogans and guys like that who, you know, they became good pros but weren't like the best pros, but they were really good college basketball players. Matt Bonner was an unbelievable shooter in college. He played at Florida when I was in school yeah. uh, and, and guys like that. But when I got into coaching, I mean, I don't know if anyone ever made me feel more humble about the game than Steph Curry did um, <laughs> because you watch this guy, I mean, you just, you just assume that he can't be – that good right like and he's always better than than you could ever imagine 
So we're, we're actually preparing. I'm an assistant coach at Wofford in 2007, and we're preparing for Davidson. Steph's averaging like 30 a game, and I tell my guys, oh, I'm watching film. This guy's good, but I think we can shut him down. <laughs> <laughs> and we played him three times, and he had 40 every single time. <laughs> and, and this gets better. This gets better. So the next year, I'm an assistant coach at South Carolina, back alma mater. And we, we don't make the NCAA tournament. And this is Steph's junior year, so I think it's his last year in college. And we get matched up with them in the NIT. And now I know how good he is. So three times, he's, he's over 100 points. And I've had to scout every time. So I tell Darren, I think I got the scout, you know, because I had it before. I'm coaching against him. But it's going to be really hard for us to convince our guys that this kid's is this good. And I never forget, like, having, like, we do these, like, personnel edits where we show each player on the other team. And we show, like, every other player for, like, 30 seconds. And we show, like, four minutes of Steph's – I think we shot, show, like, every shot he made all year. <laughs> and it still didn't matter. Our guys would not believe that he was good enough to, like, beat us by himself, which he was. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 40 I, points later. I've actually got the the, the, uh, the game story pulled up. It says the game was tied at 51 all. Uh, with 9.15 to go. I, I really pulled this up. Uh, then, then Curry scored 13 of the next 15 <laughs> over the next eight minutes as Davidson took control. It's a very short game story on, Listen, this, on the South Carolina you, website. <laughs> it's unbelievable because I'm just sitting there like, I know what's coming. I've sat here before on a different mm-hmm. bench. And twice I was in awe because he made threes from like the 40-foot mark, which yeah. he does regularly now. And like the net didn't move. And, like, we're looking at each other like, did that go in? Like, Gosh. no one could be that pure of a shooter. Mm-hmm. So he he was probably the most impressive. Obviously, I, I loved watching Carmelo when he was in college. He was pretty dominating. Um, and KD's season at Texas was, you know, for the record books, as well as Beasley and Griffin and those guys. But, but Steph Curry is probably the best one I've ever coached against. That's fantastic. All right, Mike, you've given us a lot of your time. We really appreciate you uh, taking a chance to talk to us. We'll get you out of here on this. Um, a lot of people were, were burned and, and hurt by the way the whole Underwood thing went down, but I think people are very encouraged by what they've seen from you so far on the recruiting trail. But what can OSU fans expect to see once you guys tip off uh, this season? What they're going to see is a, a basically what their coach was as a player. Uh, and I was just a hard-nosed, tough guy who brought it every single day, maximum energy, maximum effort, really, really defensive-minded, uh, but also likes to play really fast and transition on the offensive end. So we're going to really, really get after people. We're going to be really aggressive defensively uh, in a different way than we were last year. We have a little bit more length on the backside of our defense and maybe try to clean up some stuff around the rim. Uh, but then we're going to also continue to push the tempo offensively the way we did last year. Uh, maybe look a little bit different, obviously, because you got different personnel. Uh, but we're going to continue to play fast offensively and try to push the tempo in that in that uh, area to, in that area of the game. That's exciting, Mike. Uh, I, I'm, I might be pushing all my chips to the center of the Mike Boynton era. I think you, I think you convinced me. So I, I, well, I really appreciate you. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get it started the right way next time. Maybe I'll have someone answer the phone so it'll help you next time. <laughs> Uh, that sounds good to me, Mike. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, we'll catch up with you then. Thanks for the time. Hi, guys. Okay, see you. Kyle, are your chips in the middle of the table? Are you all in? Uh, that, that was pretty good. You know, I, I, I knew from talking to other people who have interviewed him one-on-one that he's dynamic and engaging. Um, you know, I, I am uh, 
I, I think the headline quote probably is I'm obsessed with recruiting. Um, that Definitely. that's that's a big deal, and it and it differs, I think, from from Brad Underwood. I don't think Brad Underwood. I, I'm not saying he was a bad recruiter, but I don't think he was. I, I think Mike Boynton's probably a better recruiter than Brad Underwood. Now, is he a better coach? I have no idea. Brad Underwood's a, a really good basketball coach, um, but that, I think you have to be encouraged as an Oklahoma State fan having having listened to that, don't you? I am. Uh, so yeah, I think I think fans should as well. I mean. Uh, Again, I, I cannot be more impressed with the doors he's getting in. Every day it seems like Kyle Boone's posting on your website yeah, that yeah. that Mike Boynton's in on guys who are considering Kentucky and Duke. You know what I'm saying? So it's and that's what I've always said about the guy when they hired him. Like, look, if he gets that caliber of player, yeah. well then the rest will the rest will ultimately sort itself out. I mean, just look at Scott Drew. I didn't think Scott Drew was a very good coach at all. And the guy's made a couple of lead eights and has been very competitive in the Big Twelve. So I he was impressive, man. Uh, you can tell why Mike Holder and the the Regents were blown away by this guy. He's just a very sharp, uh, impressive dude, and uh, cool guy too, man. He's just cool, isn't he? Yeah, you know, it, it was it was inter- He was very um, he was very engaged in the conversation. Not that I didn't expect him to be, but coaches and 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 people that are. I mean, he's super busy, right? Like he's got. A lot better things to do than to talk to us, but he w- he gave us a hundred percent of his attention, and not only that, but like it, w- it was just dynamic with us. Like, and I-, I appreciate that just in a in a person, not even in a in a basketball coach or whatever. And I think that I think that comes across well to to uh, parents and recruits, and and when you're trying to to land some of these guys to come to your school, I, I think I think Stillwater is a harder place to recruit to than uh, people give it credit for it's really hard i mean even look back at eddie sutton he didn't get a ton of great high school recruits they got john lucas from baylor they got the grams from i think they're at juco maybe in in florida um so it's it's a tough place to recruit elite high school kids to and i don't know i i think he can do it but it, it remains to be seen and then once you get them there you got to figure out what to do with it, you know, and, and, and I think that's the part that people are probably uh, more wary of. And, and not to mention, like, he hasn't – yes, he's recruiting these guys. Yes, there is interest, but he hasn't actually landed one, you know. And, and basketball is different in that you only have to land two or whatever a year, but you got, you got to get them. You got to get them committed. You got to get them in school. Um, and he did it with Zach Dawson to an extent, but, um, you know, you got to do it for the next two or three years. He hasn't landed anyone yet, but he did go after two pretty legit grad transfers and got both of them. Yes. That's, that's yeah. pretty impressive. That's a, he that's saw a two guys, point. wanted two guys, and landed both. Yep. And so we're going to have to see, you know, if who he gets to sign pen to pad as far as high school recruits. But that's really, as you mentioned, that's really all we have to go on right now. The guy hasn't coached a game. Right. He hasn't coached a single game as a head coach, let alone one at Oklahoma State. So... Uh, it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I am intrigued. I am way more, uh, optimistic about the hire than I was when it was made. Now I'm not sitting here saying Mike Boynton's going to out, outdo Brad Underwood next year, but, uh, I, I, I really am impressed with him and, uh, he just, (laughs) he's going to play so well in living rooms, like you said, with parents, but Mm -hmm. more than anything with the play with the players, that's, I think he's going to click with these kids. I mean, he's, he's only a few years older than us. Uh, we interviewed him when he was hired. You know, he listens to Jay Z and all the all the local, you know, the, all the, the young rap artists. You're not <laughs> well, local. He's from Brooklyn. You know, that's oh yeah, yeah, local, yeah. local for him. Uh, but 
all the guys you never heard of, he listens to right. and, and will relate super well with the recruits. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you're sitting there talking to him and, and he sounds older, right? Like, first of all, anybody that's on TV or has a has a job like that, I just automatically think is a lot older than me. Um, but then you hear him start talking about, like, Carrie Kittles and, and Steph and, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, like, almost the same age. <laughs> like, we grew up watching the same people, Allen Iverson, you know? And, and I think, I think to your point, like, it's easier for a 35-year-old – uh, player that or a 35 year old coach who played in college basketball this century to connect with a with an 18 year old than maybe it is for a Brad Underwood or, or a Travis Ford who's older and, and more disconnected from from the next generation. Obsessed with recruiting. That's that is the headline, right? Yeah, that, that, I was, mean, uh, I've already, that was something that stuck out. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm I, I, I'm applauding the cur- like the cur- how great are the curse of Cowboys going to look. I'm already excited about that. <laughs> I was I was standing and applauding he, as he was talking. He wanted to tell us more, but he couldn't. Um, yeah, I think he had someone giving him the the throat <laughs> slash like, no, 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 <laughs> don't say it. OK, let's uh, we're going to hear one more time. Speaking of uniforms from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. And then we are going to come back and wrap this up. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson. um, Final thoughts just from from talking to Mike Boynton. Uh, Anything else that that stood out? Are you surprised he picked LBJ over over Steph for somebody to add to OSU? No, I told you yesterday that he would pick LeBron because – Mike Boynton likes the the long, rangy, athletic, defensive types. Yeah. So that's that's more in his wheelhouse. But I am shocked. You know, he saw Steph up close, as he mentioned throughout the podcast. Uh, I'm shocked that since he's faced Steph firsthand, he didn't pick him after the stories he told. I mean, Steph in college, I, I've told you this story, but uh, my buddy uh, Matt Quaid and I went to, to OU to watch Steph, and he was getting triple, literally triple teamed, and he had like 35. And it was like I remember that game, yeah. It was like he, he, he was awesome in college, obviously, but it, it never clicked, and it still kind of hasn't, that he could become like the third best player in the world. You know, like it, you just look at him and you're like, that guy. Like, yeah. It's it's kind of the Antonio Brown thing. You're like him, you know. Well, and, he's he's the best shooter in the history of the league. Yeah. I know. Think that, about that. Yeah, that, that's that's the like, whole thing. Well, and, and Kyle, you know, I've had the opportunity to go be live like down on the floor. Like he's not that small. He's like six. He's a legit like six three. Yeah. Which by NBA standards is is short, obviously. But it's not as if he's some five eleven guy running around hitting all these threes. He's a legit six three. He's, he's much taller in person. Think, but it's still at that size to, to dominate the way he does is is amazing. And they're probably gonna win the title tonight. So. Yeah. Um, 
Katie. But no, it was great having Mike on. We really, really, really appreciate him having on. It's a big day for the for the podcast having Mike Boynton on. I mean, I remember, I remember Kyle when you texted me <laughs> two years ago. I was in Austin, Texas, covering the OSU football game. It was about 120 degrees on the field and that silly turf. And you asked me if I wanted to do a podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds fun." And then to see where it is now has been pretty cool. So yeah, and today and was today was pretty much a landmark day. Yeah, and thanks to LSU for for doing that. I think people will. I think people will really enjoy uh, listening to him. I, I, I'm interested to hear the feedback about just his um, philosophy and and uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, he, he talked a little at the end about like just what they're going to be defensively and offensively, and, and it, it it all goes back to like you said earlier, like having dudes, having guys. Um, but they got a they got a chance to be really fun. I, I don't know if they're going to be. I don't know how, if they're going to be really good, but. You know, you've got Jeffrey Carroll. You've got these grad transfers. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do, what do you feel like his his What do you feel like Oklahoma Oklahoma State's ceiling is with with senior Jeffrey Carroll and, and Mike Boynton's first year as a head coach? Oh, I don't know. I haven't evaluated the other teams in the league. Um, you got to think OU will be better than they were last year. Obviously, Kansas is Kansas, uh, but it's not as if there's just some dominant teams. I mean, every team really has some question marks. You know, Texas has kind of floundered under Shaka Smart. Uh, Tech will be better under Beard, but you'd think OSU could beat them. Um, I don't know. I think, I think top half of the Big 12 would be, a, would be a good range for them to finish. You know, maybe fifth, fourth yeah. would be a great year. Oh, and, yeah. anything, higher, anything higher than that would be a home run. You oh, know, yeah. But, yeah, for sure. But, you know, right in the middle of the pack would be a, a, good, a good first year. I mean, because what's what did they finish, finish last year? Uh, I think they finished fourth. Fourth? I think okay. so. Maybe fifth. Which is remarkable considering the start they had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, I'm excited but about But no, I mean, Big 12's got great coaches, but I don't see a team other than Kansas that, you know, just will be head and shoulders above OSU with Jeffrey Carroll and, and company. You know what I thought of yesterday? Um, Mike Boynton is no longer the youngest major college head coach in the state of Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley's got him, huh? I want to, and that was a quite. I had a million questions, but that was one of my questions: is uh, what advice would you have to a thirty-three-year-old taking over a program like that? Because it's <laughs> it's one thing. I mean, and and I feel like we don't give Boynton credit. Like, and again, it's been what eighty days since he's been hired, but he's handled everything pretty well. You know, like from being sort of an unknown assistant to being the head coach of a top. I don't know, 40, 35 basketball program. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too optimistic there. Um, he's, he's been, I don't know. Like he's just, he says all the right things. He's recruiting the right people. Um, the trajectory is good. I guess that's, that's what I'm saying right now. Yeah. And I mean, as young as Mike Boynton is, he's been a coach since 2005. Right. Think about that. He basically started right after college. And I know Lincoln Riley's 33. He started two years before Boynton. So Riley's been coaching two years longer than Boynton has. So age is, you know, they're both young, but they do have, you know, a lot of experience as assistants. It's just a matter of can they become good head coaches. So it's going to be fun to watch, but it really will be a, a fun year, I think, with basketball. Just a total, total unknown season, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm excited about Zach Dawson. You know, he had, he had really good things to say about him. Um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fascinating to watch it play out. But um, yeah, thanks again to him for coming on and for uh, to everybody for for listening to this. 
Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, thanks again to Mike Boyd in Oklahoma State, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, Kyle. Yeah, we did three this week. We we made up for last week. We had the the Bob Stoops emergency pod, and uh, we didn't do any last week. So three made up for it, and uh, we will be back at it again next week. U.S. Open. I'm going to the Sounds U.S. Sounds good. Open. Oh, you're going? Yeah, I'm driving, taking the fam. Oh my. Yeah, worst idea in history. How far of a drive is that? Oh, it's only like. 16 hours what yeah so two-day trip well we're driving to stillwater on sunday and then um and then we're driving up um part of it monday and we're driving to st louis on monday and then the rest of the way on tuesday okay that'll be fun a little fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) until the kids just get totally bored and unruly here's the key for for everybody that has kids out there for traveling you got to leave at like 4 45 in the morning because what happens is they'll fall back asleep and then you can you can make it like four hours without without hearing from them like just peaceful. dealing with them <laughs> yeah well, well i mean i know that's like an, a non-starter for you leaving at four forty-five unless you've been up from the night before but yeah. it's the it's the way to go duly noted i will keep that in mind we'll swing, whenever we'll swing, i go on a 16 hour road trip with children we'll swing by your house and and see what's going on <laughs> Oh no, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my number if you're gonna do that. <laughs> All right, Carson. Uh, appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right, see you.